back, everybody, to my show, Denny Thinks He Knows, a sports talk show hosted by me, Denny Glasser. Wow, everybody. This is episode five. What a milestone. We are here. I'm so proud of where the show has already been. I'm so excited to see where the show is going. I hope you all have had a great week. I'm looking forward to, of course, breaking it all down for you, of course, with it being episode five. Any milestone that we celebrate here at Denny Thinks He Knows, we're going to do something special. And, of course, it's always going to be a big surprise, just like this show. We don't know what's going to happen, um, but there's going to be a big surprise. And, uh, spoiler alert, it's not a celebrity, not a celebrity yet. But I'm excited to, of course, have uh, this special guest on for the big episode five surprise. <laughs> All righty. Without any further ado, let's jump on into it. It's first up. First up, we're going to talk about the NFL. And I want to start off by something we missed last week, being Bud Dupree. It's very sad to hear and to see Bud Dupree go down. Um, he tore his ACL. He's out for the year. And it really is a shame. This guy's in a contract year. He has worked so incredibly hard to put himself in this position. Um, to, of course, do really well in free agency. And, of course, help the Steelers out to, of course, be in where they are right now. And it's truly amazing how things work out because I remember a mere two years ago questioning why we would pick up his fifth-year option. Why not just let him be a free agent? He didn't do much. And, you know, we had already gotten over Jarvis Jones, you know, an outside linebacker that didn't play well for the Steelers. And before that was Jason Worlds. And before that was Lamar Woodley, who didn't finish his contract real well. So with that all being said, uh, props to you, Bud Dupree. Hats off to you. You proved me wrong, and I'm so happy that you did. And I'm hoping that you have a speedy recovery, and I hope that you are definitely rewarded for what you've been able to do these past two years as you have developed into a premier outside linebacker, pass rush, everything from using his speed to power and all the moves in his arsenal. He is truly a one-of-a-kind athlete, and I hope he does well in free agency. Once more, Bud Dupree, if you're listening, I hope you have a sp speedy recovery. All righty, and before we recap the NFL games, wow, what happened last night? <laughs> Last night, of course, we're talking about Tuesday night's uh, game against the Cowboys and Ravens. They pulled Des Bryant from the game during warm-ups. And NFL claims that they're just following NFL protocol. Well, if you're following NFL protocol, why in the world would you pull a guy because he tests positive and yet let all the other players play on the field. Now, I don't care if you say, well, every player, every coach, everybody was tested before the game, and this was the only positive result. Well, you know what? There's false positives and false negatives. This is just erroneous to me that you're going to pull a guy right b before the game. It just seems like they're going on some other agenda, you know, and, and they're pulling them and not, letting, not pulling anyone else, not – Pulling the game. I mean, uh, in other circumstances, games have been postponed. What's going on here? It just—it seems a little suspicious to me. 
quite honestly. And Des Bryant was drafted by the Cowboys. Played with them for almost a decade. I mean, he, he got injured in 2017. Comes back this year, just, in, just this year, on the practice squad with the Ravens. Builds himself up and then gets pulled. It's just a shame. It really makes me question where the NFL has any integrity. For Are they looking out for players, organizations, fans? Because really it doesn't seem like any of the above. But nevertheless, we hope uh, Des Bryant is healthy, more importantly than anything. And, of course, we're going to get into NFL recaps now. We had to talk about these things, guys, the first five minutes of the show. We just had to. All righty, NFL recaps. My Pittsburgh Steelers lost to the Washington football team. Wow. At least I know I'm not a jinx. I thought I may have been a jinx past almost two decades me watching Steeler football has at least equaled in one loss back in 2004 when we went 15 and one I've always been a part of losses and this year I wasn't able to watch a single game until the Thanksgiving game that was postponed for Wednesday night or Wednesday afternoon albeit West Coast time of course um and, of course, with that being said, they won. So I knew I wasn't the jinx. They lost to the Washington football team, and I couldn't be more thrilled. You know, 16-0 is overhyped. The media would overhype it. And the goal is in Pittsburgh is not to go 16-0. It's to win a Super Bowl. So with that being said, may it be an L. An L stands for lesson. Lesson learned. What those lessons are, I'll let that be between the players and coaches. But Washington does beat Pittsburgh 23-17. to um, Buffalo beats the 49ers 34-24. Buffalo is looking really good. Of course, they play Pittsburgh. Um, so that's going to be, we're going to talk on that in a moment, but that's going to be a premier game. And Buffalo is very determined to win this division now that Tom Brady is out of the AFC East. Uh, of course, the Giants beat the Seahawks. I say, of course, because why not? Especially this week. Um, the Giants beat the Seahawks 17-12. to Giants are very much in that division over in the NFC East. And as it's looking like it's turning into a two-team race between the Washington football team and the New York Giants. So very excited to see who can take that division and run with it. And lastly, to highlight some of the really nice matchups this past week, Cleveland versus Tennessee. Now, I've been very hard on Cleveland saying that they only can beat bad teams. Well, they proved me wrong, at least this week, as they beat the Tennessee Titans 41-35. to Wow. We're going to talk on that in a moment, but kudos to them. They're 9-3, and three, and they're doing everything that they can to not be overshadowed by the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, you got to feel for them. And this team has been bad for so long. And the one year that they're actually doing great, <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers, their rival, they're doing better. All right, and let's, of course, look at some of the big matchups in Week 14. Baltimore versus Cleveland. Well, like we were just talking about, Cleveland beats a really good team. Now, I love, truly love the saying, once is a fluke, twice is a pattern. So if you can do this once, Cleveland, you better be able to do it twice. I'm not talking about earlier in the season. I'm talking about December football. 
You can beat the Baltimore Ravens, who are very hungry right now and definitely think that they still have a great shot at being able to overtake the Cleveland Browns and, of course, being second in the division. I am very anxious to see what happens in this game. And Cleveland, very motivated. They think that they have a shot at this division. So Baltimore versus Cleveland is going to be a great matchup to keep an eye on. Arizona versus New York Giants. The Cardinals are 6-6. Six and six. The Giants are 5-7. and seven. The Giants at 5-7 and seven are fantastically positioned to make a run at the NFC East. Meanwhile, you got the Cardinals who are fighting right now for their playoff chances. I thought they were going to be, in August, I said that the birds were going to be flying high. Well, right now, <laughs> they're trying to make sure that they don't uh, touch down. So with that being said, great game to keep an eye on as well. You have Washington football team and the 49ers, both 5-7. Five and 5-7 seven. Five and seven right now in the NFC East <laughs> is the hot ticket. Let's see who can get to 6-7. and seven. Still a losing record, but let's see who can do it. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh versus Buffalo. Very excited to see that matchup. As we were just talking about, Pittsburgh hasn't lost all season until last week. I'm sure they want to get that taste back out of their mouth. And Buffalo is very motivated as they have Miami knocking on the door. And speaking of Miami, Miami's 8-4. and four. Kansas City Chiefs. 11-1. <laughs> They're playing, of course, against each other. That's going to be a fantastic matchup. Tua versus Patrick Mahomes. Get your popcorn. I think that one could be pretty electric. And that's all for the NFL portion of First Stop. Heading right on over to Major League Baseball. Holy smokes, guys. I feel like that scene in the office. If I have any office fans listening right now, <laughs> we're, of course... Uh, Michael Scott tells his whole team, like, it's happening. Everybody calm down. It's happening. I can't calm down. Trades are happening. Free agency is happening. Guys, things are m happening in Major League Baseball. It's a reason to get excited. Of course, the Reds and Angels complete a trade. Uh, Reds are sending over to the Angels. Rysiel Iglesias, closer, who has done very well especially ever since taking over for Earl Chapman a few years ago. Um, Iglesias has um, 31 multi-inning saves in the past five seasons. Last year he had a high two ERA, but hey, that's still a great ERA. And 92 saves from 2017 to 2019. Seems to me like the Angels are positioning themselves to be a contender this year. Maybe take advantage of having the best baseball player on the planet, Mike Trout. Who knows? Um, of course, they weren't done yet. They added another Iglesias, Jose Iglesias. Uh, shortstop, who, of course, was just sent over to the Baltimore Orioles. Um, now, of course, heading right on over to the Angels. Seems to me that they're getting ready to have a fun 2021 season. They're not the only ones. The Chicago White Sox, they want to have some fun. Uh, they got bumped out pretty early in last year's playoffs, first round. Uh, they added Adam Eaton. They're bringing him back. He was already a White Sox. Uh, they sent him over to uh, the Nationals years ago. Well, he's back, baby. And I'm excited to see what he can do for the White Sox. They also add Lance Lynn in a trade with the Rangers. The Texas Rangers 
appear to be sellers. Um, of course, this offseason, looking to rebuild, so they're definitely going to be shaving off salary cap money and rebuilding. White Sox are definitely benefit benefiting from that. Uh, Carlos Santana heads over to the Royals in a two-year, $17 million deal. It's a little bittersweet. Carlos Santana, of course, came over to the Cleveland Indians a decade ago uh, in a trade with Casey Blake from the Dodgers. He helped us, was a key member in helping us get to the World Series in 2016. I mean, this guy's been incredible for the Cleveland Indians. He went off to play for the Philadelphia Phillies for a little while. Uh, came right on back a year later to the Cleveland Indians, but seems like his time is up in Cleveland, and he is off to Kansas City to play for the Royals. Happy for him, though. I hope him great success. All righty, guys, and we're heading right on over to the NBA. I'm sure we'll have more news next week with Major League Baseball only only beginning. This is only the beginning, but we got something, right? Uh, the NBA, boy, oh, boy, guys, the Rockets made me look like I had egg on my face last week. In last week's episode, I said that the Rockets are trying to do everything in their power to keep their two all-stars being Harden and Westbrook. Uh, they added DeMarcus Cousins. I had just said that. I published the whole podcast. And later that day, news broke that the Rockets traded Westbrook. I mean, it's too late to start a whole new episode. So I just had to look dumb for a week. So my apologies to anyone listening to that. Westbrook, of course, it didn't work out in Houston. They tried to pair up Harden again with Westbrook, just like OKC days, and it didn't pan out. But very exciting to see what happens with this new trade. John Wall comes over to Houston. John Wall, when he's healthy, hasn't been healthy for a couple years. When he's healthy, he's one of the best guards in the NBA. Okay, you join him with Harden, and, and that could give them a very dynamic backcourt. So excited to see what happens for the Houston Rockets. Alrighty, and with that being said, OKC was able to complete a trade. They got Al Horford, traded Danny Green. Of course, there were other players involved, but definitely highlighted by Al Horford and Danny Green. Danny Green joins the Philadelphia 76ers uh, with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Very excited to see what the 76ers can do in the Eastern Conference. Meanwhile, Al Horford joins a rebuild team. No disrespect to the players on OKC, but it's been very well known that OKC has first-round draft picks, what appears to be the next like decade, and many of them too. So excited to see their future, but nonetheless, uh, a trade worth noting. And guys, I promised... Last week that we would do NBA predictions. Well, we're doing them. Let's get on into it. NBA predictions, both conferences and the finals. We're going to reference this probably multiple times. But let's hear it. In the East, I have Milwaukee, number one. Toronto, number two. The Nets, number three. Heat, number four. Number five, 76ers. We were just talking about them. Number six, Boston. 
here comes a couple fluky ones. I'm mostly excited for the ones that just get in. Uh, we all kind of expected the other ones, of course, so far that I named off. Number seven, Atlanta Hawks. You know, they appear to be for real. They're adding players this offseason. Young is ready to – he just got a new shoe deal. I think uh, I think the Hawks are in for a great season, and I think they make the playoffs. And number eight, maybe the biggest surprise of them all, I have the Cleveland Cavaliers, my Cleveland Cavaliers. And this isn't just a bias pick. I really think, of course, there are two young guards they have, obviously veterans such as Love and Andre Drummond. I think they have what it takes to just barely squeak in and at least have some kind of building block to add on. Um, but very excited for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think that they do it. And they do it at least in the first round before they get bounced. <laughs> uh, in the West, we have the Lakers, Clippers, Denver, Rockets, Dallas, Suns at six, Pelicans at seven, and just barely squeaking in, but you got you got to give them their due. Golden State Warriors at number eight. Like I said, we're going to reference these guys throughout the season, NBA season coming up uh, in a couple weeks from now. And my finals prediction, I have the Clippers versus the Milwaukee Bucks. I think in a very Kawhi way, as it would be Kawhi versus Giannis, I think minus the whole one-year stint in Toronto, I think Giannis beats Kawhi, beats the Clippers in the finals, and then takes off in free agency. I don't know where he's going yet. That'll probably be show number 56, episode number 56. We'll probably talk about that. But nonetheless, those are your predictions. Read them and weep, or read them and cheer. I don't know. Depends how you feel about it. Alrighty, guys. That is it for first up. Heading right on over to second, that emotion. We're going to talk a little fantasy football here. And I want to start off with what I said to do in FanDuel and DraftKings. Now, I said go with Deshaun Watson. He got 17 points. Not great, but you know what? You could you could work with 17 points, okay? That's not an unworkable number. 16, then I totally understand. <laughs> uh, Austin Eckler got 10 points. I, that's on me. I was expecting him to be much better, okay? But he didn't. But I made up for it, okay? I said Kelsey was going to get a big day. He got 27 points. Last time that they played Denver, Kelsey got six points in PPR. Now, I know we're talking PPR as opposed to DraftKings and FanDuel. But, hey, 27 points in PPR is going to translate well anywhere you go, okay? So I called that. I said they wouldn't be able to contain Kelsey back-to-back -back games. They couldn't. And Cooper Cup. I didn't really ha give a reason for you. I just said, I feel good about this. Follow me. I'm not the Pied Piper, but I do know sports, I think. Cooper Cup, 15 points, okay? Yes, that's not 25 or 35, but 15 is respectful. You got to respect it. Alrighty. Um, heading right on over to who I said to pick up in regular fantasy football. I said, go with Kiki over in Houston. Kiki QT. He got 22 points. That's pretty cute to me. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I think he's a great pickup, and I hope you took advantage of that. I said, pick up Cam Akers, 16 points. Huh? Huh? How about that? That's a, that's a good output. Uh, Perriman, Rashard Perriman for the New York Jets, got three points. I'll own up to it. The guy was consistent well before that. He had a great matchup. I just couldn't make it happen for him. He couldn't make it happen for himself, but I, I think he's worth holding on to. And George Kittle, he's still on IR. We said this. We knew this. So, you know what? We're not going to count Kittle against me, but I'll own up to the other three. And, hey, like Meatloaf, the band, once said, two out of three ain't bad. I'll take it. <laughs> of course, heading into this upcoming week, we'll first start off with FanDuel, DraftKings. Go with Phillip Rivers. He's playing the Vegas Raiders, guys. Rivers is hungry. You know, they want to win this division. And I think this is going to be a matchup that will only help them do that. And I think Rivers is going to continue to keep his his great football play going. And it's December. Rivers seems to enjoy December football. DJ Metcalf going up against the Jets. Guys, this is just too easy, okay? The Jets stink. <laughs> and they're not good at covering wide receivers. Play DJ with confidence. He's going to go off. Terry McLaurin, um, he was shut down um, by the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. But I think Scary Terry is going to have a great game against the 49ers. Why? Because Cole Beasley just did, guys. No offense to Cole Beasley, but Terry can definitely outperform Beasley. I think he's in for a huge game. I'm going right back to Austin Eckler. My boy Eckler is going up against the Atlanta Falcons. And I just... I think Eckler is going to be the top scoring running back this week. I also hope that because I'm in the fantasy playoffs, by the way. I got in with an 8-5 and five record, and I'm playing Austin Eckler. So I hope he goes off for all of us. And lastly, I'm going Eric Ebron at tight end, going up against Buffalo. It just has one of those games, guys. It's already supposed to be cold and snowy, Sunday night football. Steelers versus Bills, two juggernauts in the AFC. And I just think Ben's going to find Ebron more than once. So, of course, start him with confidence. And going right back to fantasy, Cam Akers, I'm telling you to pick him up again. If you didn't pick him up, pick him up again. Ty Johnson. So, Gore, Frank Gore, is in uh, concussion protocol. So, if Ty Johnson gets to play, you got to start him. It's just, it is what it is. Um, I also got Jalen Hurts. Uh, he's taken over um, for Carson Wentz of the Eagles. you got to play Hurts. He can run, he can throw, he can do it all, and he wants to be the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, I think. <laughs> I think he wants to do this uh, for the long term, and this would definitely be the right start for him in more ways than one. Uh, let's see here. And Colin Johnson, Colin Johnson of the Jacksonville Jaguars, guys. Give him a look. The guy had 19 and 12 points in PPR the past two weeks. He could be very sneaky if, if you're in a deeper league and you're in the playoffs. Give him a shot. And then we have Anthony Ferkser, as I believe that he's going to have a great game up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think he has an opportunity for a handful of catches and a touchdown. Maybe more. So he's worth starting, definitely. All righty. And on to the lock of the week, everybody. Last week, I said the Raiders would beat the Jets, and they did, 31-28. to 28. 
A lot of people question the integrity of the Jets. Just pretty much like throwing the game essentially and leaving a guy practically wide open with a little bit of effort to make it not look too bad. You can tell they definitely want the first overall draft pick next year than, than they want to win right now. Um, but nevertheless, I do love a good rebound game. That's why I picked the Raiders last week. And, you know, it'd be way too easy to pick against the Jets again. You know, they're playing Seattle. And this is Denny thinks he knows. I'm trying to show that I know, okay, what I'm talking about. I don't always want easy layups. Sometimes I want a free throw. <laughs> oh, boy. But you know what? I'm excited to say that I think Tennessee will beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Another rebound game. They just got spanked by the Cleveland Browns. That's the Titans, that is. And I think they're going to win. And you know, one other note, too, with the Jets, I don't like to pick against a team that hasn't lost or hasn't won all season. I mean, it's kind of like a wild animal like in a corner. Like, they're going to win at some point, okay, this season. I just don't want to be on the other end of when they finally put it all together any given Sunday. So, with that being said, I hope I'm helping you win money with those survival leagues, and I hope that this pick only helps advance you into the next round. Alrighty. Uh-oh, you know what that means. It's time for our big surprise in our new segment, our special guest. We're adding a weatherman to the show, everybody. How exciting is this? Stormy Spring, welcome to the show. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Stormy, you sound just like me. Yeah, that's actually... That's actually kind of crazy. Yeah, and it's going to make people think that I'm just doing a character bit, but this is actually Stormy Spring, guys. He's oddly enough, sounds just like me. Stormy, what is going on? Give us the 7-day, the 10-day, whatever you want to give us. We're all ears. All righty, everybody. Yeah, thank you, Denny. appreciate that. Guys, we have some crazy weather. All right, we have some snow over in Buffalo. Over and of course, along the East Coast, we have some precipitation, depending where you are. Um, of course, near the Great Lakes, that precipitation is going to be turning into snowfall later in the week. Down in the Southern Range, uh, we do have some high wind advisory for Texas. Over in the West Coast, we do have some nice sunshine, partly cloudy, temperatures dropping over to the mid-60s. And of course, across the land, we're having some average temperatures for the month of December, but what does it even matter, in anybody? None of this matters anymore. We're on a lockdown again. None of it matters, okay? I, 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 I can't emphasize enough. It doesn't matter if it's raining or snowing or if it's perfect weather. You're supposed to be inside. We have a global pandemic going on. The weather no longer matters. You know what? Go pick up that puzzle that you were working on back in March that you couldn't complete. And go finish it. And if you did finish it, start it up again. Okay, I can't weather it anymore, all right? It, it does not matter. My job is irrelevant, okay? And soon yours will be too, Denny. People aren't going to be able to care about sports when there is no sports. Then what are you going to talk about, huh? What are you going to say then? All right, Stormy. You know, it's, it's great having you on. <laughs> it's a great time. Um, but, you know, we got to keep the... the gravy train rolling here all right so uh i'm not going to answer that question we want sports to continue not just now but forever on this show okay um well you know what i wanted weather to continue but it doesn't work that way 
You know the rules. First weather, then sports, then the news. Then you got nothing. Well, you still have a cooking show. No, you wouldn't have nothing. Okay, okay. Stormy, everybody give it up for Stormy Spring, okay? All right, Stormy, thank you very much for your time today. All righty, everybody. Wow. Um, that was pretty crazy. <laughs> All righty, and heading over to Final Straw. My final straw this week, without a doubt, has to be Major League Baseball. Again, guys, I know I've talked about baseball in the past on Final Straw, but I have to bring it up again. The MLB owners are cutting salary, okay? Why in the world would you cut salary? Why? Because you only had to play a 60-game season last year? You know, only had cardboard cutouts for the most part in the seats? I, I, I can't fathom the idea that you're doing this to players, to fans, to your own sport. You're cutting salary. Not everybody is, okay? I don't want to blame everybody. The Yankees and Dodgers, they're, they're going to keep doing their thing, okay? But you have 14 teams, to be exact, under $100 million. You know, and of course, one of them being my own Cleveland Indians. $45 million after they trade Francisco Lindor, which is inevitable. And we'll be talking about that trade, I'm sure, sometime soon, as that's only a matter of time. Um, and showing Cleveland right now, like, no signs of wanting to actually put together an offense that can keep up with their fantastic bullpen and starting rotation. And that's for a whole nother conversation. But even the t a couple teams to mention that are above 100 mil. You got the Cubs and Reds who are slashing payroll. They're actively trying to get lower in payroll. This is unbelievable. You know, you, you take a quick glance at the NBA. They got two teams under 100 mil. Of course, that's OKC in a rebuild, as we talked about earlier. And the New York N Knicks. And guess what? They're both nearly at $90 million. It's not, it's not like baseball, okay? And then, of course, you look over at the NFL. The lowest payroll cap in the NFL is the New York Jets at $192 million. $192. But yet baseball, I don't know what their deal is, man, if they're going to say, well, you know, it's a whole different ball game because, you know, we play 162 games normally and – now we're not. It's like okay, so, so you're you're gonna slash payroll. You're gonna change the outlook of sports, at least for this year. I, I'm fed up with it. You know, the rest of us, we all have a full rent to pay, mortgage to pay, bills. Hey, guess what? We still have to pay a full subscription uh, to watch MLB, MLB TV. We still got to pay that. Okay, we're not getting breaks, and the owner shouldn't either. Okay, you should actually have to. Continue to pay that high salary that you created in the first place. You're the one that keeps giving these bigger contracts, all right? My goodness. I've had it. It's my final straw. Give the fans, to give the players, give the cities everything that they deserve. These billionaires aren't hurting that bad. Even if they tell you they are, they're not, I'm sure they got some kind of stash where they can pony up a little bit more money to put a really competitive team out there. And once again, I'm not saying every team's doing this. Yankees, Dodgers, they have no problem keeping up. The Angels, they have no problem spending money this offseason. 
But the small market teams are definitely taking advantage of that. And it's like, why? Why? You're still going to be putting together a team that goes on TV and getting those TV ratings and everything else that makes up a payroll. You have a piggy bank saved somewhere. Use it, okay? My goodness. I know it's a business, and I respect that business. But you know what? The rest of us, we're out here too. And, and you know, more than ever, we need to see competitive teams. We don't just need to see our teams play for the heck of it. We need to see competitive sports, everybody. That's what I'm calling for, and that's how I'm ending the show this week. I hope you all took a little bit from this. May it be my point of view, my fantasy advice, or something unknown. I don't know. Maybe you can tell me in the comments. Maybe you can email me. Email me. Glasserdenny at gmail.com. Any questions? Any suggestions? Let me know. I'm here for you. Guys, that's my show. I hope you have a great week, and I'll see you next week. Take care.